You are listening to the Senior Agent Podcast. This podcast is for insurance agents that are helping America's seniors with their financial choices. Here is your host, Christopher Westfall. Hey there, good morning. It's Chris. I don't know what time of the day you're watching this. Uh, I had a thought this morning that may help you. I get asked by agents all the time, hey, what's the magic script? What's the script that gets people to be compelled to buy from you over the phone? And uh, it was interesting watching a Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street, interview with Grant Cardone. And Grant Cardone was asked by Jordan, hey, what was your pitch when you were trying to sell fish, you know, when you were uh, college age going door to door? And Grant just said, hey, I got fish. And that was it. That was the, uh, that was the maximum extent of his strategy. And to go further into that, yes, there's a way to present to people mostly to find out if there's any interest level, if that person is qualified by the way of being interested in something that you have to offer, and that's just standard. But I wanna go a little bit more high level on that, and that is this. It doesn't matter what script that you end up using, because if you are not ready for that call, and I mean ready in a a couple of different ways, it doesn't matter what script you use, it's not gonna work. Here's what I mean. See, a lot of people wanna jump into our niche before they're really ready. They want to jump on the phone, start making some sales right away. And they don't even understand what the first thing about Medicare is. You know, I first tell every agent when they get started to start your base of knowledge on Medicare with what the seniors get. That's the Medicare and you guidebook, because then you can make it easy reference to, hey, you know, turn to page 64 and it says this. Here's where you find that. Here's what Medicare has to say about that. Now, Medicare, uh, as far as the federal government, is wrong about Medigap, Medicare supplements, in many ways. Uh, One of the ways is when they tell you that you should have both policies for a month to overlap and pay premiums at both places at the same time to make sure that you're through the 30-day free look period in the new policy. That's ridiculous and actually illegal. So they're not all correct. And I'm just saying you have to have a base of knowledge, but I'm just even surprised that most agents, when they want to jump on the phone, and I'm glad that they're eager, don't get me wrong, but they want to jump on the phone oftentimes before they even know what the information is that their clients have already, you know, they've ravaged that book. They've gone from cover to cover and book geared and all this thing. But if you don't even have the interest level to the point that you're going to become even a micro expert in the subject matter that you purport to be an expert in for the purpose of gaining a new client, if you're not that committed where you've not gone that in-depth, you haven't even watched the webinars on how we make the presentation and all that, then how in the world can you expect someone to give you their uh, the equivalent of their life savings? And that is if you signed them up for the wrong plan, they could pay out fortunes if the plan that you signed them up on is not the right plan for them. So here's my overarching point. My point is that I believe the key to making a sale, especially over the phone, is you have to be a subject matter expert and you have to be able to deserve that business. What do you mean by deserve it? Your head's gotta be in the right place and they have to know that you know that stuff so backwards and forwards, A to Z, everything that's needed to know about their position once you listen to them long enough, and many agents miss that part altogether, listening to what their concerns are, where they are in the process already, how much they already know, what is their base level of knowledge, so that you're not wasting their time going through a presentation about the A part of Medicare, the B part of Medicare, the C and the D, and how they work together and how the supplement fills the holes and all that kind of stuff. If they already know all that stuff and they're just looking for prices and you never even bothered to ask. But the whole point is, 
if you're ready mentally. So you have to be a subject matter expert, you have to be able to deserve the business, and you have to focus on the most important thing. The most important thing is that they're always asking in their head, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? And all they wanna know is, can I trust this person? Who is it I've even listening to? Think of it this way. Um, before somebody buys something from someone that uh, comes into your house, you know, any kind of person that's going to come into your house and do something for you, they want to know that the person they're going to let in their house, much less all the stuff that they're going to do when they're inside the house, like, um, you know, whatever it is, cleaning your floor, painting your walls, whatever. Can they trust the person to walk through the front door? I mean, think about it. Do you want somebody coming in your house that looks like a scrub, acts like they have no idea what in the world they're doing, and all they're interested in is doing the upsell, the upsell, the upsell, which so many you know home service people do. If that's the case, they're gonna smell it a mile away and you're not getting close to their house. Same way with us. We have to put all of our emphasis, all of our focus on building the trust and the value of why they should listen to you in the first place. So yes, it's, it's very important to be a subject matter expert. It's important to give the right advice and to not screw somebody over when it comes to their most important thing, which is their healthcare. All that is absolutely true. But an overarching focus on trust, why should they do business with you, has got to be a primary focus. Otherwise, it doesn't matter what you could have done with them. They're not going to take the time to listen to you because you've not built up in their mind why they should listen to you in the first place. It's the whole context. It's the whole framing of the conversation. Why should they listen to you? I think the most important thing you can do possibly is to build up who you are in their mind, give them adequate, overwhelming resources where they can go verify this stuff. That's the Department of Insurance, that's the web, your website, your reviews, et cetera, et cetera. All the things that you've built up online that back up exactly what you're saying, most important is they can trust you and here's why. Because otherwise, the entire time that you're spitting out product knowledge and you're talking about the parts of Medicare and all the other stuff that you always go through, they won't hear a thing because they're being drowned out in their own mind by who is this guy? Should I even be listening to this guy? And they give you the, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, I hear you, yeah, I hear you. And they're not even tuned in. Why? Because they don't trust you in the first place. How many times have you had that conversation where you're at point number six, seven, eight in the presentation, you check in with them every once in a while and you're just like, these people are not getting it. They're just not in the same ballpark that I'm in. It's because you set up the whole framing in the beginning wrong. If they're at the edge of their seat, they're scared to death. They're wondering, like if you walked into their house, I didn't see his ID card that close. In final expense, we used to wear an ID badge thing around your neck, you know? If they're like checking you out, like, who did you say you're with again? Everything you said prior to that is just wasted time. If they come back to a credibility question anywhere in your presentation, who did you say you're with? Where are you out of again? That's your clue that your presentation is all screwed up and screwed up by the fact that you have no context in which to deliver factual information because you did not first build the principle, the foundation about why they should be listening to you in the first place. That's the most critical part. That's the key right there. Build your online presence so that when they're sitting there Google searching your name, 
Everything that they're going to find is going to be consistent with your message. So many times I'll talk to an agent who says, you know, I've been trying this Medicare thing for a year, two years. Nothing's been working for me. And I'll ask them, okay, here's a simple question for you. What do we find when we Google search your name? You're out there trying to make presentations and pitches to people and see if they're interested. And yet they go out there and try to confirm who you are. And your LinkedIn profile is number one that comes up in a Google search. Your LinkedIn profile. And it says that you're an engineer at Ohio State University. Is that the same you? Yeah, that's me. I just hadn't changed it yet. Well, guess what? That's on you. And guess what your clients are finding, your prospective clients? That you don't take this industry, them, serious enough to spend 10 minutes on your online profile knowing that the first thing a, a smart, savvy, turning 65 baby boomer is going to do nowadays is verify everything that you said about you first. Company second. A company can stand on its own. If you're going to talk about Aetna, Mutual of Omaha, Cigna, all the rest of them, those companies don't have anything to prove. And for all they know, you're just pulling out a brand name to use it to get their personal information. So yeah, the brand I have no problem with. The problem with, is with you. The problem is giving you their personal information. Who the hell are you to ask of me my personal information? And why do you think I would give that to you? And again, at any point in your presentation, if that's the resistance you are getting, if you're stopping mid-application when it first gets the, per the first piece of private information and now you're getting the challenges to your credibility, then there's something wrong with the, the whole context of your presentation. I suggest going back to step one. Step one, two, and three of your presentation should be nothing but your trust and credibility. First of all, let me answer your question. And the question in your head that you haven't asked yet, Mrs. Jones, is why should you be listening to me? Let me tell you about my background real briefly because I believe it'll set the context for what we're about to talk about. Here's why I got involved in Medicare. I've been doing Medicare for this long. I've got an insurance license, which means I was fingerprinted and background checked with the state and through the FBI's computer because I'm in a, in a role now as an insurance agent to be handling private information from people, sensitive information that now the government trusts me to do because of my license. Here's the phone number and website where you can verify my license. And if I can get your email address real quick, I'll send over a copy for you. Because I believe it's important before you have any discussion about benefits and everything else that you know exactly who you're getting your advice from. Doesn't that make sense? And not until going to step like four, five, and six do you even move forward at all until you check in with them and they're adequately satisfied that you hold the credentials necessary to even give an opinion or to give advice or listen to their story, which they won't tell you if they don't trust you. You have to ask for this information first. The information is, do you trust me yet? Basically, that's what you're asking. Have I given you enough information yet? Have I satisfied that request that's going on in your mind of who is this person and why should I deal with them? So I encourage you, follow the secret of selling over the phone. The secret of selling over the phone is setting the context right from the beginning. First, is there a need? Is this person in the market? Are they remotely interested in finding a solution to their problem? If so, then proceed to the step where you justify who you are and your qualifications to give them advice. All done with an overarching passion for helping people. They will pick up on BS. If your goal is you're a desperate, hungry salesperson who looks at them like they're the next, you know, the next meat for your lion appetite, you've got to make this sale or else your kids are going to starve. That commission breath comes across on the phone. 
they can hear it. They can hear the desperation in your voice by you jumping the gun, by you not taking the time or the pauses between something they say and you contemplate your answer. If you're just ready to go and you're Mr. Salesman and you're on fire and you're talking fast and all the other, they can pick up on all that stuff. So I encourage you to focus on, are they interested first? Don't waste your time in theirs if they're not trying to just talk BS to them. Secondly, set the foundation for the call and how can they trust you? How can they verify that they can trust you? Then check in with them on their their knowledge level of Medicare already. Don't waste their time. Don't insult their intelligence like so many people do to me, telling me all this preface information without even checking in. Hey, do you already know about our product? How much research have you already done? That's awesome. That's very respectful, I believe. Because now if they already know everything about Medicare and they just want to ask you a specific question about the copay on plan N and how it pertains to um, physical therapy, then you're great. You can jump to step nine, answer their questions, give them the plan, give them the background on the company and say, are you ready to get this off your plate? Let's get this going. That's great. You can save all the time in the world if they've already accomplished you know, steps one through eight. But anyway... I think that's the secret. The secret is building the trust and the credibility to deserve in the first place an audience with this person because they won't even consider a buying decision with a person that they don't trust. If you focus more on trust, if you earn the business, and if you don't know enough, if you've not set up your online profile yet, that's your first goal. That's your first objective to learn, to earn enough. Look at Nicole. She's bringing me coffee from Starbucks. What a sweet, sweet wife. Anyway, that's my tip of the day. If you are, if you deserve it, you'll get all the business that you can handle. Take care, y'all. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Senior Agent Podcast. For more information and other episodes, visit SeniorAgentPodcast.com.